Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is the family of God. Now, here's Pastor Kerry. Praise God. Uh, this Christmas, um, the series, the theme of this Christmas is the family of God. In fact, the title of our sermon for today. And we want to get a picture of um, God's family by our own personal families. And today I had asked Lourdes and Pilar and Pilar um, to come forward and share their family traditions. So I'd like them to come forward. Um, we started facing a challenge a few years back as the extended family grew. There were times when certain family members would have to leave early to go attend a different part of a different side of the family, or they wouldn't join us until later on. And so then a few years back, we decided that the important thing was to spend time together. And then also as we learned more about Scripture, we realized that the shepherds were out and about and uh, following the star. Perhaps it just wasn't on December 25th that the Lord was born. It was probably earlier in the year, perhaps around fall. So we realized that the day was not necessarily uh, the, the reason for us to gather t- together, but to strengthen our faith, to understand why we're celebrating that day, and to spend quality time together. So we decided, let's make it easy on everyone, and let's just host Christmas dinner on a different day. And so early in the, in the month, we just contact everyone and say, what day works for you? And then once we find that day, we focus on spending time together. And at that time, uh, Philip has been very gracious in preparing dinners. He's an awesome chef. And that becomes also part of the experience of um, sharing that gift of uh, being of service and providing for the family, as I know we all do. It isn't um, something that other families don't do. I'm, I'm sure that many of you have also come to that realization that it's hard once the extended family grows to get together on a specific day. And so this is something that we've been doing for a few years now, and it has really helped us not have the pressure of getting everything ready for a certain day or having to split our times you know, between one family and another one and just focus on really just spending time together. And um, Lourdes will share another change that we made. Okay, what what we do is like Pilar said, you know, we get together and whatever day works with all of us and it's a lot of fun. And I know the children didn't like this so much, but we just started to slowly drift away from a lot of gift exchange. And so then what we decided to do in order to have fun while we get together still, we do the white elephant. And that has created such a fun time and a good gathering for all of us. And like she said, you know, it's food, which is, you know, kind of dangerous during this time because it's like boom, 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 right? But I think what, what we continue to do also is that after we all get together, then 
our individual immediate families, then we get together on the 24th, like we were brought up as kids, Pilar and I, and even Gustavo, and we celebrate Christmas that way. So at basically, it's just hanging out together and having a good time. Just one question. Was, like, Pilar, was there any unique tradition that you had? Una tradición única. In, like, like, from Mexico or so on? Uh, well, actually, in, in my time, uh, we don't celebrate Christmas. Oh. But um, right here, yes, with okay. my daughters. Okay. And like uh, my daughter says, making tamales, the uh-huh. traditional. Right. And uh, punch. Uh, uh, it's right. fruit, fruit punch. Uh-huh. Had, right. Had fruit punch and, and be together. But over here, no. but in Mexico, so unfortunately, much. in my time, now yes, yeah, now they celebrate Christmas. Yeah, not so much. But, I hear that a lot about tamales. Tamale, <laughs> is tamales a big thing in your time for Christmas? Yes. All right. Yes. So I expect some tamales coming my way. Uh, oh. How about, how, this is what happened. <laughs> About tamales. We are so poor that the only thing that we wrap is tamales. You know? ah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. My hope for this is for you guys to get in the mood for a Christmas. Right now, you're probably doing a lot of shopping and you're, you know, dealing with the traffic, um, going to the mall. We went to the mall the other day and it just reminded me why Amazon exists um, <laughs> because <laughs> it's so much better. Um, so, so I just, but I hope you all can get a sense of the, um, you know, the importance of being together, a gathering, a family gathering, and some of the families of the church, thank you for sharing your experience. I'm sure you all have your own experiences, and um, so, but we'll just continue on with that. But for right now, we are talking about the family of God, and let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for this um, opportunity to come to you, Lord. Thank you for the Sabbath day. And I pray, Father, as we talk about the family of God, that we recognize that some of us um, have um, may not have as big of families, or some of us may be alone. Um, And Lord, we but we we know that we have a bigger family, and that is created by you. And help us to to be able to have access and sense our belonging um, to you, most importantly, as our Father, but also Lord to your brothers and sisters in Christ, um, and that we are all um, recognized that, um, that we are all part of this um, together, and Lord, as one big family. But guide us now. May your Holy Spirit lead us as we share. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the Christmas story, um, Luke chapter 2, we're going to be following along if you wanted to look through your Bible on the other verses, but it says, Luke chapter 2, in those days, uh, 
Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. It's the start of the, the Christmas story, start of the creation of the nativity scene. Anybody that went to Journey of Bethlehem, Bethlehem, how was the nativity scene or when was it created? Anybody want to shout that out? Who created the nativity scene? No, not saying it. Um, Francis of Assisi, according to one of those things, um, those signs, um, um, created the first nativity scene. The, so, but this is the, the, the start of this story here, is that um, Augustus issued a decree, a census. And it, this census is what, as you all know, um, each person had to go to their birthplace um, to for the, for them to be able to count um, how many people are in the Roman Empire, so that's um, how that happened, which created a, a, a the story of um, Mary and Joseph, Mary being pregnant, having to go seventy or eighty miles uh, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and and we have the picture of uh, Mary. Being um, going on by donkey, being pregnant, um, like end term pregnant, going 80 miles um, on that way. So those of you that are, have been pregnant before, um, you can sympathize with with that story. So so then then it moved on. Um, Luke two six seven says. While we were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in the manger because there was no guest room available for him. So we have the story, the Christmas story of, of, of Joseph and, and Beth, uh, Mary entering into Bethlehem. And we have this picture of them going from inn to inn, Motel 6 to Motel 6. Um, first they started with the Ramada Inn, and they didn't let them in. And then they went on to like the Hampton Inn and didn't let them in. And then they, they, um, they got to the Motel 6. Even them, they wouldn't accept them. It reminds me of an experience we had when that terrible windstorm happened um, that actually wiped out Journey of Bethlehem. That year, we didn't have power for six days, and we actually did that. We went from hotel to hotel, and all of it was booked, and we ended up having to drive all the way to Anaheim to finally find a place to stay um, during that time. So, so we recognize this, but here's... Uh, Mary and Joseph going from place to place, and there was no room for them. And that what we have this picture of them going to some um, cave or stable. Uh, the actual reality of this is it probably was they went to their house home, and um, and because there was no what the way the houses were made, there were two stories. The first story was like the living place. The second story was where the animals stayed. And there was, there was probably a manger there and so on. And so they probably were, were, didn't have, have no room 
for the top part, and it ended up actually into um, staying on the basically the basement where the animals live. So I don't I don't mean to destroy your picture of Christmas, but that's probably what happened. So, anyways, and then um, but there is this gathering that's happening. A family experience caused by um, Caesar Augustus getting creating the uh, this census, um, and so then later on um, we have and then there were the shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So. First part of this Christmas experience is is, is a family experience. They, um, Joseph and Mary are ready to go to um, their birthplace, uh, to Joseph's birthplace, and to have that family gathering experience. Like this, this I shared with you after um, after Christmas program here the next uh, the sunday i'm going to be flying to montana and i'm going to be with my family um and so that's what we do on christmas we come together as family this is what is happening but then there's something else happens then the shepherds were 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 being called out and then we have um but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news that 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 will cause great joy for all people. The shepherds were after, um, you know, the call for Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem. The, the shepherds were called also to go to them. And the story of Jesus is a message of great news, not just for Joseph and Mary, but for all people. So this is a, a family gathering that is, is becoming bigger. And, and as they understand prophecy, they understand that this Messiah, this is the Messiah that's coming. And this is a family gathering where this, is, this isn't just the Joseph's family, but it's the people of Israel can celebrate and gather together because the Messiah is coming and to bring um, rule back. To his people. Praise God for that. So they're excited. And it's, um, don't be terrified by this moment. Um, because God will, uh, is, is bringing his people back together. And they're going to um, be out of, um, of, of, of their condition. Where they're being ruled by the Roman Empire. And then we go on to another aspect of the sword. Matthew 2, 6 says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Um, This is a, um, you see this in Matthew 2, 6, but it's a, a prophecy from Micah 5.2. That's pointing out that through Bethlehem, there's going to be a ruler of, that comes out of it. And he will be the shepherd of all my people, of the people of Israel. As we get a reason why the other shepherds were there. 
the shepherds were there as as a realization, a recognition of what this Messiah is going to do. He's going to shepherd his people like the shepherds um, lead their sheep to better places for water and for food to take care of them. That's just what this Messiah is going to do for them. He's going to guide you, you guys, into your lives. He's going to lead you into better places. He's going to nurture you. He's going to guide you and he's going to to feed you and, and care for you. That's what this Messiah is going to bring to the people of Israel. So, but this, this, this um, uh, prophecy was pointed in Micah 5.2. This is a prophecy that was given in, in, the, in the old books, the Old Testament. But people read these, these prophecies. And it wasn't just um, the people of Israel. It was people from the East. As the Magi hear these prophecies. And, and doing their astronomy. Recognizing there's something happening at this exact moment in time where they come and realize they need to go and visit this spot where this king of kings will be born. Not to destroy your nativity scene, but it probably wasn't in a a little cave. And it probably wasn't with the, the shepherds standing there and Jesus born, and Mary and Joseph there, and all the, she- the, the, the three wise men with their, their, um, their gifts right there, perfectly aligned to the perfect nativity scene. They probably, they came after Jesus was born. Um, it could have been a couple years um, after. So, so, but they came because they saw that this prophecy um, um, has pointed to them. And this is the time when this Messiah was going to be born. And it wasn't just a family gathering for, for Joseph and Mary to come and to experience this special baby being born. But it was also a family gathering for the people of Israel to come because this special baby was born but it went further than that it was a is a message for for the people from the far east the magi to come and experience to to have this ultimate family gathering for the entire world jesus came for the entire world The family of God isn't the people that are just in this church. Well, we're blessed to have this group that's part of the family of God. It it isn't the people of the world church. It isn't just the people of, of our faith. It isn't just the people of the Christian faith. It is all people Jesus came for. All Everyone is part of the family of God. Even your enemy, your neighbor, even the one who who you may 
completely disagree with. The homeless person on the street. The one that comes from a completely different culture or country. The one that's living a a different lifestyle. They are all part of the family of God. And that Jesus came to bring peace to this world. He also says he brings a sword, right? But he said he came to bring peace. To bring together the family of God. And it truly starts with the ones that know him the best. You and me. Right? We're the ones that that have come, actually came to the gathering. We're the ones that are part of the nativity scene. Focus, looking at Jesus and experiencing the benefits and the blessings of, of of Jesus in our lives. We're the ones. But sometimes there's people in our family that are like kicked out. You know, the black sheep of the family. Right? They're kicked out. Or they're not they don't they're not they're not in the room with Jesus at this point in time. But we are. You and I are. We're the ones that have this glorious experience knowing that Jesus came on this earth. And it's our role to open the doors and let our other family members to come in and let them see who Jesus truly is. Can we do that? Let's do that. Let's open our hearts to the people around us, even if they're different. Let us at least show love to them. Because Jesus loved us. Let us pray. Father, Lord, thank you so much for what you have done. Thank you for the season and what it reflects and what it means. Help us to realize um, truly the bigger picture of you um, sending your son. Who died for all. We all, all of us, whether we know you or not, we've all fallen short. Of the glory uh, of the glory of God, we all need your saving grace, every one of us, and help us to recognize and help us to be the, a part that brings light to this world because you give us your light. Thank you, Father. We pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.